Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of uh, Topical Brainstorm. Ah, oh, crap. I almost forgot which one I was doing right now. That's kind of <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, today we're talking... Well, I'm with Christian. Christian, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm doing good. Doing well. Um, today's chapter, we're... I, I actually think it's really needed um with the election that is just happened yeah and what's being said on both sides i think that these two chapters that we're doing today and how to win friends and influence people are needed and should be out in the world yeah uh an important message unfortunately by the time we publish this it'll be probably old news and we'll know who won the election but It'll, it won't be completely old because this is obviously an ongoing thing that we will continue to deal with probably forever. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have to say I am a bit tired right now. I don't know about you. We don't often record at midnight. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is, well, we've recorded pretty late before, but I think, yeah. I think this is the latest. Yeah, I think, th- I think you're right. This, I don't think we've ever been up past midnight doing this (laughs) well i've been ready i've been ready since like 7 p.m yeah i know you (laughs) my my bad for everyone that is curious i had an assignment that i didn't know about till like three hours ago four hours ago so uh i had to do that and turn it in before midnight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I got it done though. I think I'll do all right on it. Nice. Yeah. Are, did you did you have to look up some sort of performance? Yeah. So I had to watch. Uh, it was a, a an assignment about music in this class called the Art Symposium. It's just like a filler class that you need to graduate. You know, to get that art credit. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch a a music performance today. So I watched like, I think it was Gloria by Vivaldi. Is that performed by the, um, Armenian orchestra. (laughs) Classic. Uh, Yeah, I was honestly, though, it was pretty good and it was only half an hour long. So that was the shortest video I could watch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, work the system yeah dude you always got to work it uh, yeah especially in a class like that <laughs> yeah in a class where you're just like i'm just here for the credit yeah. i really don't care about the material yeah i took creative arts for that credit which it was just a big auditorium with this british guy talking to us about art for a whole semester and he spent a whole month talking about toilets because some guy apparently put put a toilet in an art show and like created some fancy name for it, and it sold for millions of dollars, which is ridiculous. But that is ridiculous. And also, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> it happened before you were born. That's yeah. why. His dang. The point of it was that anything can be art, but it can also be. It was interesting. Because people make fun of art. You know how artists just 
you know, what's it called? Like impressionistic yeah, I know art where there's just about. like a circle and you're like, cool, this guy got paid thousands of dollars to make this and anyone could have made that. Yeah. Art's weird. Yeah, not, I mean, obviously it has its its merit. Um, I, to to put things in perspective with the chapters that we read today, I need to do a better job at understanding the point of view of the artist, I guess, because I, I just don't understand art. Like, you give me a toilet, I'm like, yeah, that's a toilet. <laughs> yeah. My my thought isn't, oh, you should get paid millions of dollars for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I think most people agree with you. Yeah. Obviously. I hope, I hope so. <laughs> there are lots of different types of art, and I think it's much easier for me to respect and appreciate music and stuff like that. But yeah, as far as painting goes, a lot of the stuff you see is just, it's interesting that, uh, what people want to put in their homes is art sometimes, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some absolutely like stunning paintings out there though. Yeah. No doubt. Beautiful paintings. No doubt. But like, you know, you get the you also get the paintings that are just shapes, and I'm like, well, I, I don't want that. A fourth grader could make that. You got to be open minded. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I I should be more open minded. Yeah, in other well, we all should. In other news, yeah. it was the election this week. How are you feeling about all that going on? You know, half the country hates the other half. And the other half hates that other half. So I don't know. I'm trying to just kind of pull myself out of it. Yeah. And um, without letting my political views known too much on this this podcast, uh, you know, I'm just trying to observe and understand both points of view better. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think, honestly, this chapter that we read today really helps with what I'm personally feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think it can definitely help other people. Yeah, it's, that's definitely a good segue in, into the chapters we read. The principles, so we grouped two chapters together again this time around. I'll just read the two principles off the bat. Principle one, well, principle eight of this section of the book, but the first one for tonight is try honestly to see things from other person's point of view. The other principle we're going to cover tonight is be sympathetic with other person's ideas and desires. And a lot of what he focused on in here is he talked about how people can be completely wrong something they believe in or something they hold true can be completely wrong, but they're never going to think that. So in trying to influence somebody or just have a good friendship with somebody, you got to respect that. You got to know that if you come in insulting what they believe in or insulting them because of what they believe, it's just not going to lead to anything good because they're not going to want to admit it or change their mind if you don't do it diplomatically. Yeah. 
Um, honestly, this chapter is it's a it's a summary of earlier chapters, basically. Gosh, I said basically again. <laughs> Gosh, this is a, a a real struggle, everyone. I will overcome, though. Um, <clears throat> the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. <laughs> nice. So. Shoot, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no worries. Get back uh, on track. <laughs> what did you finish with just now? I don't remember. Oh, I said cool. <laughs> I said <laughs> you you're not going to be successful in influence somebody influencing somebody if you disrespect their opinions. Yeah. And the only way Okay. I'll stop there cuz it's your turn to talk, so <laughs> All right. <No. laughs> well, the only way to really respect someone's opinion is to understand their opinion. Mm-hmm. This chapter that we read today is really a, a, it goes back to previous chapters that we've read. But in this chapter itself, it focuses more on the influencing aspect of, of the principle, like how this principle can be used to influence others. And not just, I feel like the, in the past, it was how to, how to get your friend and how to make people like you and how to get what you want. And this one is more like, at least when I read it, I had the, the perspective of this is how you get people to, to really understand your point of view. And that's by understanding theirs and letting them know that you you understand why they feel and think what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going back to the election, as you said, it relates heavily to this chapter. And there's obviously a lot of confusion going on with vote counting and counting late or mail-in ballots and whether it's constitutional or not and and the whole thing and and it looks to me at this point that that Joe Biden has has the votes to win, right? It seems like he's the front runner. Yeah. I haven't checked any updates in probably 12 hours. Um I don't know if I don't know if anybody called Arizona for him yet or he actually hit 270 electoral votes, but regardless it looks like he's got the votes. Donald Trump is now, you know, using the proper system to uh, contest. contest. Yeah, contest is the word. Perfect. Uh, in certain states, right, which is in his is in his right to do, and it's been done before on on by both parties. Uh, yeah, but I've been so I don't have it. I don't have it. Well, I do have an Instagram. My wife is my social media manager, and she's bad at it. <laughs> she's posted like twice. That's really funny. Irregardless, sometimes, oh, hell. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we're laying in bed or sitting on the couch, and and I just kind of watch her scroll through Instagram, and she follows all these famous people, not all these, but a few, you know, musicians she likes and stuff like that. And there's a few people who post just with such hateful things toward anybody who voted for Trump. This one guy particularly was like, 
if you vote for Trump, me and you are not friends, period. Unfollow me. And then he and then he's posted like four or five things like that. And then I saw some celebrities posting things like everybody who voted for Trump should burn, which like is obviously just ridiculous and emotional on their side of things. But it's that kind of unsympathetic behavior toward everybody else that is completely unproductive. Yeah, and it's, this chapter is is the solution, right? You have to be able to put yourself in the person's shoes and understand their viewpoint because screaming at them is completely unproductive. Yeah, I really like what Dale had to say in the first chapter that we read tonight, chapter eight, and that is that you can look at anyone and honestly sympathize with them. Because, and he said, he brought up the point that you can say, you know, if I were you, I would feel the exact same way. And then he he validates that by saying, if you grew up and were them, like if you had their family, if you had their experiences, if you had their, their, um, their brain tissue, you would be them. You know, that's all that someone is, is their experience, their environment that they grew in, grew up in, um, you know, their, their nature and their nurture are what makes them them. So if you make everything the same, you then become that person. And he, he says that, and that really hit me hard. Like, yeah. You can honestly sympathize and you can say that in an honest way, even if you don't agree with, with what they're saying. Um, if you had those experiences, you, you would, you know, you'd see things exactly as they do. And that's what we need to strive to do, to be, to understand and to, um, I don't want to say you have to accept everything you hear, but at least understand everyone's point of view. Yeah, I also, I liked that a lot. And he mentioned a similar principle earlier in this book about how people always behave based on what they think is best. Like everybody is doing what they think is the most rational all the time. And being able to take yourself out of the moment and out of any strong emotions you may be feeling to, to remember that I think would do wonders for our communications and for our country. Um, one, one quote that I liked, and this is actually in the second chapter. But he says, you deserve very little credit for being what you are. And remember, the people who come to you, irritated, bigoted, unreasoning, deserve very very little discredit for being what they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the end of it. That's a, that's a powerful quote. Yeah, because you really are. And, you know, I do believe that people can change themselves and improve themselves. And I, I'm, I think, obviously, Del Carnegie believes that as well. I think he's touching more on the fact that we are formed by our surroundings and formed by 
the people around us formed by our parents, whatever belief systems they have, those are very impressionable upon us and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but for example, you know, the people who, um, like looking at the political system in our country, not the, not the system, but the two sides, right? There's conservatives and liberals. And I mean, I think we've, we've kind of made it clear you and me line up on a lot of those things. And we've talked about that somewhat on this podcast, but yeah, you know, I think we both believe that the systems that our country has are good. Um, not that they can't be improved, but the foundation of those are are good and don't need to be drastically changed. I think you would agree with me there. Yes. But there are obviously a lot of people who, who don't believe that, and they believe that those systems were created by men who lived, you know, 200 years ago, more than 200 years ago, and that society has changed a ton since then, and and maybe those systems need an update, you know, which... Looking at that on its own, you know, that seems like a logical standpoint. Um, like, I'm, I'm not saying I agree with that, but the people who are calling for, you know, revolution and huge changes to our country, I think the huge majority of those people, you know, they're trying to make this country a better place. Which, if that's the beginning for common ground, I think that's a good place to start. But... uh it's obviously a difficult thing to do and there are so many institutions and people and the media who are just not helping at all in terms, in terms of us regular Americans trying to find common ground and not seeing each other as monsters. Yeah. I think there's a huge disconnect and a huge lack of understanding and whether that's perpetuated by the media or by, you know, just people individually, by celebrities, you're right. Everyone's doing what they deem best and deem like um, deem a worthy cause. But uh, most people, and the the more I the more I read this book and the more I think about it, the more I understand that. I guess I just don't know how to how to sympathize with people quite the way I want to while still standing up for what I believe in and what I believe is right. Yeah. That's another one of those tight ropes, right? You have to yeah. walk. Um But like Dale is Dale is right because I can honestly I can look at someone and I can say, you know, if I had your experiences, I would think the same way you do. And it's just so hard to I I just want people to to look at me and and say the same thing, you know, but they don't. <laughs> Yeah, not not all the time, you know, <laughs> and it's just it's frustrating because, you know, and, and I think you'd you'd agree that, um, you know, neither of us 
well, I don't I don't want to get too far into it, but it's just it's just frustrating to me. I I feel you. I agree. And I mean, I I definitely have the tendency to think the worst of people who disagree with me, you know. Yeah, me it's, too. It's it is natural to see people who are doing things I completely disagree with and think that they're absolutely crazy, right? Or like 100% misinformed about what's actually going on in the world. Yeah. The thing is they think that about me, you know? Yeah. And it's true. My dog's barking. Guess, I can't hear her. Guest star. Okay, good. <laughs> she just barked once. But anyway, so they they think they think that about me, you know, and and it is uh it's a hard it's a hard thing to imagine having a conversation with somebody where you have completely different viewpoints and have that be a super positive interaction. But I think in this book, he kind of lays out the groundwork for that, right? You have to be very, try to be sympathetic and do everything you can to understand that person's point of view. And I am sure if the other person in this situation recognizes what you're trying to do, I think their walls will be lowered and they will reciprocate that. I, I would assume that of most people, you know? Because you yeah. you hear about, you know, people in the news who are so far to one side that they just sound like maniacs. But, like, I've never actually had a one-on-one interaction with somebody who was was completely unwilling to have a discussion, you know? Yeah. And that being said, I haven't had many discussions with people about politics, you know? Especially with people who disagree with me. substantially but i do think the huge majority of americans are much more in the middle on most of these things than than you'd believe from watching the news and i think there's a lot of common ground to be found yeah i agree well it's like i've been thinking about it a lot with like the like let's take i just said like four or five times that uh, was embarrassing i Gosh. i just edited an episode and i was disgusted by how many times i, I said like uh, i'm trying to work on that but it's it's hard unfortunately because we just sound as if we are very dumb when we say yeah, i know <laughs> right <laughs> um ah and there's an um nice that's cool. the other one that yeah we'll get better yeah we will i was Thinking about this in the context of, well, I I was thinking about abortion Mm -hmm. the other day, uh, which I disagree with. I'm not pro-abortion. I'm pro-life. And that stance comes from my religion, which most people don't share. Um, So as I was thinking about it, I was just thinking... You know, I can't force people to believe what I believe. And it would be great if they did, but they they don't. And I believe that, you know, 
life it life is sacred and that we all live together before this life in this in the spirit realm if you will and that you know we probably were chosen to to come to this earth with the, the families that we're in and i just don't know how abortion would would play into the beliefs that i have and it really brought to me like this understanding that People just don't believe what I believe. And if I come at their beliefs with with that that realization that they're not going to believe everything I believe, um, it makes it a lot clearer and a lot easier to accept uh, why people think the way that they do. Maybe not accept what they're doing and what, um, what, yeah, what they're doing or how they're doing it, but I, I understand the why, and that has helped a lot with, with my interactions with people. Yeah, that's a good point. I was honestly thinking about that same issue yesterday or today, imagining a scenario where I had a conversation with someone who, who disagreed with me and and I'm I'm on the same side of the table as you on this issue. I I'm pro life. Uh you know the argument on the other side though is it's pro choice, right? And they believe that people who want to end abortions are trying to control what women do with their bodies, right? Yeah. Which Again, I agree with you completely where that doesn't seem like the most important issue here. Like you're you're playing with another human life, right? Yeah. That's that's where I stand, but trying to look at it and be sympathetic to the other point of view if if you don't hold that same belief, if you don't believe that an unborn baby and, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, which trimester or whatever. I'm not up to date on on that science or even on what's legal at this point as far as abortions go. I haven't done much research there. But, but the belief on the other side is, you know, they don't believe that that baby or that, uh, what's the other word? Fetus. Fetus can feel any pain. And the, I mean, the idea, if I was in someone's shoes, a woman's shoes on, on that side of the, of the line that someone else tells me what I can and can't do, you know, that's a personal freedom being taken away from me. Like, and you obviously, I don't know. I, that's, it's, it is very hard to, to put yourself in that person's shoes, you know? Yeah. It's so hard for me to separate out like the fact that it's a human life because that's what I so deeply believe. But I think even trying to see that other person's point of view, and, and for me, you know, I was trying to see that like the other side of things the last couple of days and just ponder on that a little bit. And and I think it it helped open my mind a little bit to to the understanding of what that would feel like. Yeah. If that got taken away from you when that was something that that you expected to have or whatever. That wouldn't be the easiest thing, right? 
No, I don't know. I feel like it's little things like that of find, trying to find common ground that are at least a good starting point. Yeah. Compared to just screaming at the other side because you disagree with them. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's just a huge disconnect and lack of, of, of trying to understand the opposite side in politics. And that has caused, that's what's caused the divide in our country. Mm -hmm. You don't have to agree with the other side, but try to understand them. Understand where they're coming from. Don't yell at them. First of all, it's ineffective. Second of all, it makes you sound like a, like a dumbass. Um, and it's, it's hurtful and it doesn't, it doesn't get anything done, you know? Exactly. I don't, I don't care if you're a Republican yelling at a Democrat or a Democrat yelling at a Republican. If you think that, that someone's racist or, or that BLM is just a bunch of, a bunch of crap, you know, like just understand the other side, understand their experiences understand where they're coming from and that will turn you into a way more successful person than than you will have ever thought yeah good point and yeah to take some of those examples like the the people who who hate everybody who voted for Trump right like the one kid on my wife's instagram and I'm sure many other famous people or athletes or whoever have spoken out about this. It seems to be a common thing. Um, they've been hearing for four years about how terrible Trump is, right? They've been hearing for four years yeah. that Trump is racist and they've, whether it's true or not, that is, that is their belief, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when they see people vote for Trump, it's, it's understandable that they're lashing out. Um, and that they're they're trying to stand up for what they believe in, and they're trying to convince people that Trump's racist because they've seen the clips of him saying unfortunate things that make him sound like a an idiot, first off, and a racist, because yeah. those do exist, because he says a lot of dumb stuff. Well, yeah, and, and I, I agree with you. I w- would like to interject real quick and say that, unfortunately for whatever reason, a lot of those, those clips are taken out of context and they don't show the full thing of what, what was actually said, which I believe is a disservice to, to all of America, uh, America personally, but yeah. carry on. Sorry. Definitely. To interrupt your yeah. I was, I was going to get there. So you, you should be sorry, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're totally good. Uh, I agree. I mean, yeah, if you look up the whole clip, most of those things are taken out of context. And I do think, you know, the people who are at the top of these, of these, let's say, news networks or like whoever is calling the shots at CNN, for example, I think is sinning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, doing our country a huge disservice. I'm, I'm completely on board with you there, but all the people who were, you know, below those top people, 
the huge majority of Americans who hate Donald Trump, like they are just behaving based on what they've heard and based on the experiences they've had and they're behaving rationally in their minds. Right. So I think it's huge to remember that. And if you're going to try to have a decent conversation or try to find good common ground, you have to be sympathetic toward anybody that you're trying to do that with. Yeah. And you're right. Like a lot, America has been told that, that our president for the last four years is worse than Hitler, a man who, you know, killed tens of millions of Jews. And you can't blame people for believing that because that's what they've been told by these supposedly credible sources. Um, <laughs> sorry. Like all news stations, it doesn't matter where what it is. They all, they're all biased you know they're all biased they lean yeah. one way or the other including me yeah um even though don't come to me for your news please <laughs> <laughs> but uh there it's a product of of experience and and the the nature and the nurture that someone has it's that's what they're a product of so our country is a product of of not just the dumb things our president has said, but the way it's been spun and the way, whether it's accurate or not, you know, that's just the way it is. It's that's the product of, of the, the nurture, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I guess I want to talk about how we can, overcome that like let's say let's just say hypothetically i voted for donald trump okay and you voted for joe biden <laughs> okay and let's say we gotten in, got into an argument and i and i said you're the stupidest man ever because you you didn't use your brain and you you voted for a a, a stupid guy whose policies don't even make sense and he's he's probably going <laughs> to die soon and Kamala Harris is going to be our next president anyway. And you come back with, well, you're just a big fat racist. <laughs> All right? Like how how do we remedy that situation? How do we how do if if someone's yelling at you and you want to sympathize with them, how do you get them to also sympathize with you back? I mean, if if you had already called me the dumbest man on the planet, it's probably past the point of no return. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that being said, obviously prevention, you know, prevent the escalation from getting to that point. I think... And so I think a key uh, part of this is you got to be level headed, which is, you know, another thing that's hard to do when discussing important things to you. But sorry, you were going to say something else. Yeah, I was just going to say, so like, let's say I hadn't said that yet. Okay. <laughs> and I like, like you're, you're just yelling at me. Okay. Like you're yelling all this stuff at me 
how do I sympathize with you in a way that also makes you sympathize with me? You know, I like what you said about the level headed, but like, can you elaborate on it? If I was in that situation, I don't really know how I would behave. I would probably, I would probably get mad. Right. But if I was able to stay level headed, I think I would, I think I would try to communicate to that person that I was doing what I thought was best and I would love to have a conversation with them about it. Yeah. A a peaceful conversation because I think I would, I would try to communicate that I think we could find common ground. Um, but you'd obviously have to have to get that person to calm down, which I don't think is always possible in the moment. Yeah. And you know, if, if that's the case, if, if, if the other, you know, it takes two to tango. If the other person in this hypothetical conversation has no intention of having a calm conversation, there's not really a point, you know? Yeah, I Um, agree. So you can't, you know, you obviously can't control or influence people 100%, but yeah, any rational person probably won't be yelling at you already and will listen to solid reason, you know? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I don't think we're in a place of reason, reason, reasonability. That didn't make sense. <laughs> Reasonability? Is that the word? Reasonability? <laughs> I don't know. Um, personally, I think what the the example Dale gave in the book, this lady wrote him this this scathing letter, mm. and he was upset at first, and he's like, you know what? I bet I can get this lady to like me instead. So he went about and he went about it in a way where he's like, you know what? You're right. I was I was totally like he obviously disagreed with the way that she addressed him and talked to him. But he was like, you know what? I'm just going to be nice to her. I'm going to say, you know, I sympathize with you. I see your point of view. Um if if someone was yelling at me, and I don't know if I could do this quite yet, but I want to get to the point where if someone was yelling at me, where I could say, you know what, I I see why you think the way you do. Um, I, I I honestly do. If I were you, I would feel the same exact way. Uh, if you want to know why I feel the way I do, then we we can talk about it. You just got you you have to let them know that you understand their point of view and how Dale puts it, that just kind of like melts the tension. They can't be mad at you. If you say you understand them, you know, like if, if you genuinely show that you understand where they're coming from, they can't be mad. Mm -hmm. I feel like I failed your test. (laughs) No, I don't think you did. He he literally gave us a word-for-word answer, and I read it within the last few hours, but I didn't (laughs) give it. (laughs) No. Well, I read it more recently than you did. (laughs) Uh, No, but you're you're right. I, 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta communicate, and I do like the way he put it word for word. I think he called that a magical phrase that'll solve your problems or something like that. But yeah, word for word or something like that, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I know we've been we've been reviewing this on a on a national and political level, but this principle really does apply to any relationship you have. And any disagreement you have with anybody, because, for example, with my wife, um, there are plenty of times when one of us isn't 100% happy with the other one over something little that happened, right? Yeah. Like, if my wife says something like, I don't like that you did that, and I just get upset about it, and I don't try to see her point of view the conversation is going to become a much longer and more frustrating one for both of us. Yeah. But if off the bat, I can tell she's upset about something. I'm like, Hey, tell me what I did. Tell me what I did. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I didn't notice. And you just show that sympathy. Um, and obviously this applies, this apply, this can apply to, you know, any relationship, any friendship, any family member, if there's ever anything that, that causes friction if you uh come into that conversation with the mindset of trying to understand why they're upset they're usually acting pretty rationally you know yeah and then you can explain oh i didn't understand this or i didn't notice this and when you explain your your viewpoint if that person feels understood they're so much more likely to be like, oh, okay, I see what you did. I still maybe didn't like it, but I get it. I understand that it's not because you're a jerk. It's because of this, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's huge as far as resolving conflicts and um, keeping the peace between people. I agree. Here's a small example that is actually very similar to one that Dale gives in the book. Uh, my mom loves to like pull weeds out of our yard at home. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I don't get it. Like sometimes I'll make fun of her. I'll be like, mom, you, why? Like just come inside. And, but I've never stopped to think of why. And I, I honestly think it's just therapeutic for her. She just likes doing it. It's fun um, for her. And I've never th- stopped to think about because my perspective is like I'd rather be inside watching TV. So I'm I'm gonna make fun of her for being outside pulling weeds. You know, like it. The more you understand people, the the more uh, it's just the like the better relationship you're you're able to have with them. I guess like it's just. I, I don't know. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Understanding is is key uh, in any relationship. Yeah. And you know, I don't think I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to find understanding. It does take just some effort, some willingness to try to view the other, try to see the other person's viewpoint. Or point of view. I guess those are two different things, right, Garrett? Dude, I don't know. I thought they were the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you told the story about 
It was either you and Dallin as kids or, no, or it two was, of your roommates. Uh, it, was, it was my two roommates yelling at each other about point of view versus viewpoint. And I'm like, <laughs> I, honestly, I agreed with one of them, but I was I agreed with the one that said they were the same. But yeah. I, that's also the one that I really enjoy arguing with. So oh, yeah. I almost took the opposite side just to piss him <laughs> off <laughs> yeah i've decided if you ever let me guest star on your podcast that's pretty much pretty much what i'm gonna do to you just take just gonna disagree with everything you say and <laughs> fight you uh uh as hard as i can <laughs> that's all right i will just take the most reasonable approach to every single topic we talk about yeah, that day and you'll just sound you'll luck. just sound like a total <laughs> idiot good luck yeah now you you'll i'm sure you um i've talked to nate about it and we'll have you on yeah it'd be fine i like sure. i like your podcast it's called deeper thinking yes give it a listen deeper thinking where we think deeper <laughs> But going back on topic, I definitely feel like I got to bear my testimony about this principle, but uh, I'm not going to do that. I, I, <laughs> I think that this, uh, the principle of being sympathetic and doing whatever you can to understand the other person's point of view uh, is a huge help in winning friends and influencing people and in maintaining or improving any relationship you have uh and i agree i don't think it's i mean it takes practice but i don't think it's that hard of a thing as long as you decide to sincerely try to understand the people around you i agree it's it shouldn't be it should be something that we all as human beings as as part of the human family it should be something that we all strive for at the very least, you know, just understanding where people are coming from, why they're coming from that way. And, you know, it's something I definitely need to work on and will commit to today to work on. All right. Should we, should we lay down a challenge for ourselves? I sure. I don't know what, what do you have in mind? Uh, well, maybe maybe this isn't something that we can specifically promise to accomplish. But if we if we uh, get in any situation, let's just try to keep this principle in mind and report report on how we did next week, whether we actually had a conversation or we thought about what we do in in a hypothetical situation. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> let's do it. Just try to understand other people's point of views, viewpoints. Sorry, Garrett. Dude, I don't <laughs> care which one you say. <laughs> Is this going to be another irregardless where we just keep bringing it up throughout uh, the whole? <laughs> I'm planning on it. Throughout I'm, the whole 20 season run of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping in about 100 episodes that I can just say inside jokes the entire time. That would actually be a lot of fun. (laughs) I hope at that point that our listeners will have listened to enough episodes to understand them. (laughs) Yeah, that will probably 
impede new listeners from becoming interested. Yeah, they're going to be like, why the hell does this guy keep saying irregardless all the time? <laughs> we'll have to just put in a plug at the start of every episode. Go back to yeah. episode one. <laughs> Don't start <Yeah>. here. <laughs> yeah, that's anyway, funny. Uh, you have anything else to add? No, uh, just, you know, drop us a review and like our podcast. Share it with your friends. That'd be cool. Whoever's listening to this in Germany and India, thank you. And India, thank <laughs> you. I think that's really cool. And Texas. Yeah, I don't know anyone in Texas, but somebody in is it Dallas? I don't remember. I, we gotta get this. We gotta get this right. Hold on, let me look it up. I want to do Dallas. this person eight justice. downloads from Dallas. Eight download. Thank you, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> we we are topical it. brainstorm. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. See you next week, man. <laughs>